Welcome to the B-Side Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Frank, and if you notice that, you know, this sounds a little different, well, I'm going to tell you why. A little bit of a story time before we get started. Um, So I work shift work for y'all that don't know, and with that being said, I get confused on the week sometimes because it doesn't matter days of the week to me, it's what shift I'm on. And for some reason, I thought this week was Thanksgiving. Well, guess what? It's not Thanksgiving tomorrow. Well, today, while you listen to this. It's actually in seven days from today. So I don't have a guest. Um, if you notice it sounds different, it's because I'm recording this last minute in my truck. And I'm probably going to have people looking at me all crazy. But... Let's get to it. Y'all, make sure y'all tag us in all of your outdoor media so that we can feature you on the B-Side page. Um, I'm going to leave a link to our our link tree in the description below. And for y'all that don't know, we're pretty much you can find us at B-Side Outdoors on all social media platforms except for Twitter. We don't do Twitter. Um, but, yeah, so trapping season starts in Louisiana on the 19th, I'm sorry, the 20th of November. But you can start running your trap line, or I'm sorry, not running. You can start putting your traps out on the 19th where you can run them on the morning of the 20th. So I guess technically, yeah, it starts on the 20th. Just let's go with that. Um, Because of, like I said, I work shift work. I will not be able to get mine out till the 21st, so I'm going to be about two days behind. It really doesn't matter. Our fur doesn't prime here for, like, another month, month and a half, so, yeah, we our fur prices, fur prices are nothing anyway, but, um, so what I'm going to be trying to trap this year is bobcat, coyote, and coon primarily. I may actually go and try to go on the WMAs and, um, well, not the local WMA, but some of the other WMAs uh, that are around us, you can trap Nutra. So we'll probably go try to do that because for y'all that don't know about the Nutra, Nutra felt is actually coming back. Um, that's one thing in Louisiana that they're going to be buying from us, which is awesome. They're going to be buying the pelts dried by the pound. Yes, by the pound. I think it's $7 a pound is what they said um, was the price they gave for good belt hides. Um, they're not going to grade them. They're literally just going to take all of the dried pelts and throw them on the board. They don't care how they're stretched. They just care that they're dried. Um, So they're not, like I said, they're no grading, nothing like that. So that's one thing to look into. The rest of the fur, just the market's not really there. Um, I think otter still has a little bit of market on it. Um, But for y'all that are listening out of state, Louisiana is actually a really, like, our fur industry, or our fur bearers, I should say, are in a great state. Like, I know some states you can only catch one bobcat. We can legally hunt one bobcat year-round and trap as many as we want. Now, 
every year we do do a trapper survey and that kind of gives the fur biologist like hey what's going on this is what's going to happen um so make sure if you're in Louisiana to fill up that at the end of the trapping season to fill out the tra- uh, the fur survey or trapping survey whatever you want to call it um so make sure you keep count of exactly how many you have um yeah so what I'm going to be trapping like I said I'm going to go after some bobcat I'm going to go after some coyote um definitely going to be after raccoon there's there's no money in it. I'll probably try to flush it and tan it myself. And then, um, you know, as we said on the last podcast, whichever you listen to it is an epic tale of battling them swamp lizards with me and Vinny. But what, um, what we're going to wind up doing is hopefully I can convince Vinny to make stuff out of it for me. Just saying, Vinny, if you're listening. Uh, I'll probably have a correction on this if Vinny's going to tell me to go do my own stuff. But, yeah, um, so the month before, or, sorry, on the 5th of uh, November, they had a multi-state trapper rendezvous for the South. They had people I know from Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, and it was a great, Alabama, um, it was a great time, got some cool stuff, and guys, I'm going to put up a picture on the Instagram, and let me tell you. So, all right, let, let's rewind to March of last year. Me and Vinny went on this three-day trapping class, and uh, Mr. Chuck, one of the senior instructors, had the coolest holster in the world for his 22. It was the coolest holster in the world. It is a beaver tail holster. So I was like, man, that's really cool. Fast forward to November 5th. I'm sitting there at an auction. Vinny couldn't attend it because he was doing something else. Uh, We'll get him on to see what what he was doing. I don't want to out him. Uh, Wedding shower. But I know I poke fun at Vinny, guys, but he's probably one of my favorite people to hang out with and trap with and hunting with and fish with. So, um, yeah, he gets the be, – being my friend, you take a lot of abuse. You take a lot of ridicule. And when I go on his podcast, I take the same amount of ridicule at all. And uh, I don't care if he does it to me because I get abused all the time with him. So I'm just knocking back at it. So, like I was saying, we uh, went to – or I went to the trapping thing, and Mr. Chuck made another beaver holster. So if you go on the Instagram, you will see this beaver tail holster. Guys, it is amazing. It is, like, my favorite thing, and I'm going to use it. Uh, if I see it starts getting worn, I'm going to obviously stop using it just because it is a really cool, unique piece. i from what I understand, there are three of them in existence. I mean, they might have more, but I know he has one. I believe another one of the instructors has one, and I have one. So, like I said, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm going to have to get them, though, to 
make another uh, notch or something on my um on the holster because right now I have to half cock my hammer and then run the strap to hold my pistol head in it to where it actually buckles. Which I figured at that point it's just it's on safe. You know, it's I mean safety's on. The hammer's half cocked, which is how you revolve the cylinder and which I don't know if that's bad for a gun. If you know, let me know. If you could constantly keep a revolver half cocked. I don't know if that's bad for a gun or not. I have no idea. Um like I said, I know a lot of useless information. Probably should learn some more about the equipment I'm using. But anyway, so the firearm I have is a Heritage 22, I think they call it Rough Rider. Um, and look, guys, for a, for a trapping gun, it's like 150 bucks. It, like around Christmas time, you can find it for 100 bucks or like 120 bucks. So for what I'm doing with it, beating the gun to you know in the in the water in the elements all the time, it's the perfect dispatch gun. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, this gun, I know I 100% trust the safety on it. Now, with that being said, I would never point at somebody and pull the trigger, but I do know the safety does work on this gun. Because not once, not twice, but three times. The first time I ever went to uh, dispatch the first coon I ever trapped, I dropped the hammer and like, man, the gun won't fire. Recock it, the gun won't fire. Recock it, the gun won't fire. Then I realized the safety's on the gun. Um, I actually did that twice last season, or multiple times I cocked it, pulled the trigger, and the safety was left on. Um, this year, Vinny, during alligator season, did the same thing. So I know my safety works. Like I said, I'm not going to trust it, but I know it works. Um, with that being said... With that being said, um, there is definitely, I'm sorry, there's a lot of stuff going on in front of me and staring out the windshield watching people that can't drive and uh, this dude is like literally could pull straight up and then back in but for some reason he likes to S-curve his truck in this parking spot. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, that was a squirrel moment, and if you hang out with me long enough and allow me to do things on my own, there is a ton of them. But like I said, um, it's a Heritage Revolver 22. If you're new to trapping, the way the state of Louisiana recommends to dispatch all animals is a, is a 22 to the head, instantaneous death. They... You know, um, and if you're new to trapping, I do have a couple of videos out on raccoon trapping, coyote trapping. Um, I have one, actually, that was put out in September, maybe. And it's about how I, or different types of steaks, different 
traps, uh, just a few different things. Uh, some other things that I've added this year to my trap selection. Uh, last year, you saw us, if you saw watched this trap, it was with dog proofs and um, dog proofs, which are, look, if you're coon trapping, that's the way to go. They're simple to set. You could put almost anything in them. Like, anything that fits in the cylinder, you could put in them, and a coon is going to eat it because they're trash pandas. Um, but you see this trap with dog proofs and some coil springs. Well, this year I bought some number 11 and a number 1 uh, long spring traps. So I, what I believe is a long spring trap is the original style of trap and it's two pieces of huge metal or so if you're if you are familiar with what a trap looks like a coil spring it looks identical to it except it has two i call it ear the ear springs on the side long springs on it um they're a little bit better for soft mud uh, like trapping in the marsh they're really good for like muskrat um be, they have some big ones. I mean, I seen. I think it was a number five, and this thing is a monster. I don't know if I want one that big though. Um, but you can buy them from number one size, which is, you know, I don't know. I don't know the exact dimensions of the jaws, but from a number one. And the difference between a number one and a number eleven is the extra spring. That's the only difference. Um, uh, but I did get some number 11 victors and I think a number one victor trap. Uh, but I kind of just want to use that one as a, hey, I'm going to weld it open and make it a decor or just hang it on my wall as an antique because it's an older trap. Um, but I still have a few modifications to do to them. Um, when I bought them, one of them had a, had the, so on the long spring trap, if you ever use coil spring traps, a coil spring trap, there's a base plate with a D-ring on it that it's mounted to. Traditionally, long springs has a slide on one of the either or spring. I mean, I guess it don't matter, but on on the spring. And then from there, it slides. And it from there, the chain comes off of the spring. Well, now I only had one trap that had that, so I have it rigged, ready to go. I'm probably going to put some number three chain on it just to, you know, six, eight inches of, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, about a foot, foot and a half of number three chain on it. Um, and then I'm going to look and try to find, um, they have crimp on base plates, but I think I'm going to weld them because I don't want to lose a trap. That's one thing I don't, you know, in everything I do with trapping, um, I want it to be as humane as possible for the animal. And these traps are, um, if you look into the BMPs, they explain how they get these, how these traps get certified for use. Um, but, and... So with that being said, I got, like I said, I got some number 11, 
hopefully I get out and trap some Nutra with them. I'm going to, I should be linking up with Daniel with Swamplands. He's starting to trap this year. Um, so he might put out a video on it. I don't know if I'm going to put out a video or not. If he does it, hopefully Vinny comes along and Vinny puts out a video on it. And look, guys, if you're wondering about Vinny's channel, it's Pelican Bone Outdoors. Um, he does YouTube phenomenal videos. Uh, I'm just at this point, for y'all that are wondering why I'm promoting another YouTube channel, is because everything I do, Vinny does. Vinny does it somewhat better than me in certain things. I fish, I uh, redfish better than him. Um, he bass fishes way better than me, but what I'm saying is I'm focusing right now on creating a podcast, building Instagram, Facebook, trying to make all of that, and then later on, I'm going to focus back into YouTube. It's raining right now, guys. It, that's weird. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to try to build my Instagram, Facebook, better podcast. And speaking of a better podcast, listen, guys, if you enjoy these podcasts, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell your enemies. I don't care. As long as they listen to it, I'm happy with it. Um, but you can let us. Uh, so, and also leave a five-star review to let people know to like it and to go listen to it helps out more than you know. Let us know what y'all think about it. Y'all can reach out to us on any of our social medias. Um, I have a few things planned that one of them is definitely in the works. It's a traditional B-side type thing. It's um, a hunting topic that isn't always, not necessarily bad, but it's kind of like the crossbow debate. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's legal. It's ethical. It's just that other hunters seem to bash on them. Um, just because I'm ignorant about what it is, I have that in the works. Um, anything y'all want to hear, I'll reach out to different people. But back to the trapping. I'm sorry. I know that just went way off on a tangent there. Um, so, with trapping, uh, I'm definitely hoping I can get a bobcat. Uh, I had a heartbreak, actually. I had a bobcat uh, that I knew was in the area. had several pictures of it throughout last year. The neighbors, pro neighboring property had told me about him, that they had him on. And I believe I got a picture of him on Facebook the other day laying dead on side of the road. So, yes. Let's take a moment of silence for the dead bobcat. All right, so now we're back. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm just messing with y'all. Uh, but yeah, really, uh, the way I look at it is, um, so the funniest thing I heard actually is possums are going to figure out a way to die whether it's eaten by something, coyote, eagle, um, anything like that, trapped, 
you know, why not let us, why not get out there, trap them, do what we can, you know, lower that population. Uh, one thing cool about the possum, for y'all that don't know, this is a little fun fact about them, is that a possum is the only marsupial native to North America. So, just that's some food for thought, but, uh, yeah, so... Let's talk about why I trap. I know I've said it a few times on here, but... uh, So what really got me interested in trapping is I was listening to the Meat Eater podcast or maybe the Serviceide podcast. I know they both had Dr. Chamberlain on them. And for y'all that don't know who Dr. Chamberlain, it's Dr. Mike Chamberlain. I believe he's the University of South Carolina. Don't quote me on it. But he's on Instagram. I think it's at the Turkey Doc. And he was on the podcast talking about turkey populations and what we can do to help turkey populations. So me as a avid outdoorsman, hunter, um, I started getting into turkey hunting. And I was like, you know what? What can I do to help him? One of the first things he said is get rid of predators. Well, for y'all that don't know, to reduce a predator load on the landscape, and when I say predators, a possum is a nest predator. A raccoon is a nest predator. A coyote is a predator to turkeys. A bobcat is a predator to turkeys. So these animals have a, or turkeys have a hard enough time reproducing as it is And I've noticed a correlation, and I don't know. So if anybody that's listening to this wants a Ph.D. project, I propose one to you. Look at the correlation of trapping with turkey populations. The reason I say that, fur prices in the early 2000s were kind of up. They had a little bit of a fur boom, and... Turkey populations were up then. Cool, fun, great, huh? Yeah. Well, fur prices dropped out, and turkey populations have been in a steady decline. So, I would like to know if anybody knows, or anybody knows anybody that knows, that if that would have any correlation, the amount of trappers versus the amount of turkeys on a landscape. But anyway, so that's where I got interested in trapping, and I was like, man, I just don't I don't know where to go. Well, fast forward to right around Christmas time. Uh, I walk out the house, and I see Vinny over there. It looks like he's skinning a raccoon. And I'm like, eh, I wonder what Vinny's doing there. So I go walk over there, and I'm like, hey, man, what you got going on here? And he's like, Oh, I started trapping raccoons, and I was like, oh, that's awesome, man. Um, I was like, cool. He's like, hey, if you're interested in trapping, Louisiana, the Wildlife and Fisheries puts on a uh, trapping seminar. It's a one-day seminar, blah, blah, blah. They got an online class, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, cool. So 
learned, uh, found out the date. I did the online class, sent an email um, to get into the one-day class, got into the one-day class, and we did the one-day class. Well, at the one-day class, they have – I know you all have probably heard me talk about the one-day and the three-day class. They let us know about this three-day class. And with that, I'm like, that is awesome. Then he's like, what date can you do it? I was like, this date. I can do it on this date. So now um, I am going to, you know, my YouTube channel, this podcast, I love for it to be educational. It's And it's all about passing the knowledge on to the next guy, right? And I was like, how can I do it? Well, they sat there, and I have moved into the world of it. Another re- part of the reason I'm focusing, I'm not putting all my focus on YouTube right now. I do have a video to edit. I went film with somebody. Uh, I actually went film with Jared from uh, whew, Drew a blank there. I went film with Jared from outside the levees. And we did a crabbing video. I believe the footage is good. I just, I, I've slacked on editing it. So I do have a video that can come out, and I just need to sit down and edit it. Might do it this weekend while I'm at work and get y'all a video out. But anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> we, so with this all being about education, I've decided to become a trapping instructor. So, this year, I'm going to focus heavily on trapping. Um, I'm going to trap as much as I can, as many days as I can. Um, and I think what's going to happen is you'll probably see it more on Facebook, more on Instagram. I'm going to start doing recipes with these animals, show you know, showing the after or how to not necessarily process it, but uh, fur handling, like this is this is where you make the cuts. This is, you know, just short stuff. Um, I don't think I could put any of this on TikTok. So, unfortunately, if you're watching, if you're listening, and you have found us through TikTok, listen, I want you to go – Follow Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, any of them, I am willing to put up how to case skin. Because that was something that I didn't know how to do until I started trapping. Um, And case skinning actually is probably one of my favorite ways to skin an animal now. But so with that being said, um, I'm going to focus more on trapping, become the best trapper I can be. So, hopefully I get some. But on the Instagram from Tuesday, I believe, I put up, and I'll repost it, um, the picture, or the one-day class in Louisiana schedule. Um, there's there's links on it, so I think you could type the links in and uh, go there to register for the classes. Not 100% sure how that works. Probably should figure it. I think so. I think that's what it is. It's like a 
I don't know what you call it. It's a form that you can fill out there and do it. Um, so if y'all have any questions about any of this stuff, let me know. Reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram. I'll, if you can reach out to me on TikTok, reach out to me on TikTok. Um, I probably will be putting out shorts on different types of sets. I think short con- short form content will be more beneficial to what I want to try to promote right now is because the short form content can be easier to watch. You know, if let's say let's say you just want to trap coyotes instead of me putting out a 25 minute video on how to set, where to set, you know, I could put out a 30-second video on where to set or how to make a set or anything like that, and I just think it'll be better for the content. Um, Anything y'all want to see, let me know. Uh, I'll try to answer as many questions as I can. Um, I I mentioned Daniel from Swampland Outdoors who's getting into trapping, and he can vouch for it that I've answered, or I did the best of my ability to answer every question he's had, uh, because it it is a lot. It's a lot to learn starting out. There's still look, and if you're if you're like, man, I don't live in Louisiana, how can I do it? Look into your state. Some states actually require trappers education. Other states don't. Um, but if if not Look into your Trappers Association. I know Louisiana, the Louisiana Trappers Rendezvous that we had back in March of last year and the one in November of this year, they actually had seminars. And I've, I learned a decent amount from the different, you know, in their 30, 45-minute seminars. Uh, one of the Louisiana instructors put on a mink trapping seminar. I had no idea about trapping mink. Just saying. Um, because we don't really have mink in my area anymore. Uh, and there's correlations there that people have made comments about that they've seen. It's when the crawfish disappeared from the swamp, so did the mink. So, but we're, we're just going on about 30 minutes, guys. I know y'all don't like to listen to me talk. There's no banter. I'm sorry. I screwed up, but make sure you find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. The link tree will be underneath my name, so if y'all are not familiar with what I'm talking about, um, if you go in the show notes underneath here um, and you see Frank, it'll be like Frank talks about whatever, you can click on my name and it'll bring you to the B-Side Outdoor um, link tree. And we can go from there, guys. Uh, you can email us at bsideoutdoors at gmail.com. We'd love to hear y'all feedback. Uh, let us know what you thought about the episode. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. Uh, we're not getting any feedback right now, guys. So I'm just kind of doing what I want to do. And I would love to tailor it more to my listeners. Um uh, if you're looking for a, 
yeah, I'm just going to stop here. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and close out the show because my brain has turned to mush. This show was not rehearsed, not had any um, – it was basically like the early podcast. No outline. I'm just doing me. So, so go f- – like I said, find us on all social medias. Um, make sure you thank a veteran, thank a first responder. Good luck, or what does it change jingling? I think you're strapping. I don't know. They got, look, all them little euthanisms that, uh, all them little euthanisms like tight lines and stuff like that. I think it's so stupid. Change rattling. Change rattling is what trappers say to each other, I think. Uh, but like I said, I absolutely hate all of them little, oh, let's do this, let's do that. No, 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 no. I'm not that guy. Um, you you won't hear me use tight lines or stuff like that. I think it's just absolutely obnoxious. But if you use it, look, not judging, I'm here. But like I was saying, make sure you thank a first responder, thank a veteran. They allow us to do what we can do out here, um, especially the veterans. They give us the freedom of speech. Um, And I hope to catch you on the B-side of the outdoors.